Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. Football is back, and so is Cash the Ticket. Jim Costa with Mike Valeni every week this fall. That's picks, parlays, and that's sweet, sweet value. Cactus included on all the NFL and college football matchups. Full breakdowns on the biggest games, but if you have a life, you don't have 45 minutes to spare, we've got you. We're the most on-demand podcast. We're catered to you and the teams you love. That's Cash the Ticket. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back. Home stretch here on Silver and Black today on a Monday. Yes, I know you're saying, wait a minute, you guys usually Tuesday, Thursday. Yeah, we were recording this Monday morning. We're getting it out right away Monday because of the news over the weekend and everything that's going on. Plus, it's sort of the off season. So that's how it is. We get past the Super Bowl. Mo and I are probably going to take a week off. So get used to that for a little bit so we can uh, just focus on some of the other things that we do for a living. But that's OK. We won't abandon you. We'll be back right after that. So stay tuned. Do us a favor. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast wherever you get it. Also, do us a favor. Have some conversation with us. Don't be a snapperhead, but but follow us on X.com, Momoton, M-O-E-M-O-T-O-N. I am at LV Gully, and the show is SNB Today. All right, Mo. So we talked about it, the Luke Etsy now offense. We start to think about the NFL Combine. is just about just over three weeks away. I'm going to be up there in Indianapolis, too. So I hope to get to be able to talk to some of these guys that the Raiders might um, might target. But we talked about quarterback last time. We saw the Senior Bowl this past weekend. Spencer Rattler was a player of the game. A guy I've seen some Raider fans talk about. When you look at the rankings, he didn't make the rankings of the top eight we talked about last week when we were looking at possible quarterbacks in the draft for the Raiders. Uh, and that's what the Senior Bowl game does, right? The Senior Bowl tends to bring players to the forefront sometimes who are ranked based on their numbers in college and all that stuff. And then they get in front of all these college or excuse me, pro coaches and scouts for a week and, and they start to climb or fall down the, 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 the list. Spencer Rattler is one of the guys who rose up there. We saw Bo Nick struggle early in the week, come back strong in the week. We also saw Michael Penix jr. With the same thing, mixed reactions on both those guys. But um, you, that's and these are the guys I'm talking about because I think the top three are out of reach for the Raiders. I just don't see it happening unless some big, big deal happens. And I think the chances of that happening are probably less than 10 percent. So if we focus on the 90 percent, you're talking Knicks, you're, you're talking Penix Jr., you're talking guys like Rattler and others, Pratt from Tulane. Um, knowing what we know about Getze and his system, I think those guys fit that system because they are more functionally mobile. We talked about Penix and his injury history, but uh, I continue to think that if they're in the range and Bo Nix is there, uh, he's probably a guy that they'd want to to target. But give me give me your thoughts after what you saw this weekend. Yeah, I agree. So first of all, I want to say that Bo, both Bo Nix and Michael Penix had a mixed bag mm-hmm. performance in totality overall. Matt Holder. My buddy Sobo, they were out there in uh in Mobile, Alabama, and they they wrote about a lot of that. But mixed mixed bag, but they both ended, as you said, on a high note. I will say, I think, and I agree with you on this. I think Bo Nix can run an RPO heavy offense. I think Bo Nix is a fit for Luke Getzey. 
And shout out to Raider Erie who listens to this show because I'm gonna I'm gonna use the line that she makes fun of me for. But <laughs> Raider fans aren't gonna want to hear this. But I honestly think that JJ McCarthy is in play for the Raiders mm-hmm. with Luke Getzey there because JJ McCarthy I think can also run an RPO heavy offense. If quick you look at what he did in Michigan, yeah. quick release, run heavy offense out there in Michigan. And he didn't have to do too much. So he wasn't right. throwing the ball 40, 45 times. And I don't think with a Luke Getzey offense, you're going to get a quarterback who's going to throw that much. He's going to be a complimentary piece, at least early, especially if he's a rookie, to the run game. So I think J.J. McCarthy also fits that mold. So a lot of people who are criticizing Bo Nix for a bunch of screen passes and short passes, that's what Luke Getzey's offense looked like in Chicago yes. this past season. Uh, and that so wasn't it, just because Fields wasn't performing. It was right. That's how it's designed. Right. And and I think there there was one instance where I think Chicago played Minnesota. I think Chicago won the game. It was like 12 to 10. It was a very low scoring game. (laughs) And Justin Fields didn't wow anyone with his throws. It was a bunch of short throws and it was a bunch of of passes at or behind the line of scrimmage. So, again, if you I I know Antonio Pierce talked about the vertical pass game and I think you can build off of play action and, and do that. But. At first, early with a rookie quarterback, I think you're going to get a lot of short passes, a lot of high completion throws, uh, a lot of a lot of stick routes, hitch routes, a lot of RPOs with quick passes out to the flat. You're going to see a lot of that. And I think when you look at the rookies, I think Bo Nix and J.J. McCarthy fit that. Because, again, with the RPO heavy offense, you don't necessarily need a mobile quarterback, but you need a quarterback who has a very quick release, mm-hmm. makes quick decisions, and can read defenders because if that defender is crashing in, that quarterback can either throw or he can keep the ball if he's a mobile quarterback and run with the football. So there, there is going to be there. That quarterback is going to have some quick decisions to make. There's going to be a lot on his plate. But again, quick release, quick decisions. Right. You're not going to see you're not going to see offenses like Miami or Dallas or Houston or even San Francisco. Uh, and I know a lot of people criticize Brock Purdy because they say, oh, he's dumping it off, dumping it off. But that's part of that offense. It's basically the same offense. It's a derivative of it. And so you look at that and you look at those quarterbacks and I think you're right. So so if you the Bo Nix, the J.J. McCarthy, that that mold is going to be what you what you probably get if they do that. I'm just questioning Mo whether or not even at 13, if both those guys are there, which seemingly they could be. Um, if the if the if the Raiders go quarterback, um, I, I just don't. I mean, it's such a glaring need. You would think, of course, you're going to go quarterback. I don't know. Do they go in the trenches? Do they go offensive line? Do they go defensive line? And then, uh, but I think if you if you default on the quarterback and you say, well, we're going to go later, to me, then you're putting a lot more pressure on Aiden O'Connell and your front office to find some sort of veteran that's going to come in and help out. Well, the first thing that has to happen is free agency. So I think what, what the Raiders do at free agency will will tell Tip you kind of what what their draft plan is. If they mm-hmm. go after a a high end free agent quarterback like Kirk Cousins, then it's more likely that they're going to draft a quarterback outside of the first round. If they don't sign a quarterback in free agency, or it's a quarterback like Jacoby Brissett, then it's a higher probability that they go early with a quarterback. Mm-hmm. Now the 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 fluid thing here is you don't know where these quarterbacks are going to land. A team may trade up even before the draft, throw a monkey wrench in a lot of other teams' plans. There's going to be a lot of rumors about this team's looking at a quarterback. This team is going to move up into the top 10, and they'll leave us in suspense going into draft day. 
When it comes to Raiders at 13, I think Bo Nix is a possibility he could be available. But I will say this again, and I said this last week, don't be surprised if the Vikings or the Denver Broncos draft Bo Nix and move yes. up into the top 10 to get him. I think Bo Nix is going to go a lot earlier than people think. I do too. When it comes to J.J. McCarthy, I think J.J. McCarthy is going to be there at 13 if the Raiders want him. If the Raiders are very high on J.J. McCarthy, I wouldn't be surprised mm-hmm. if the Raiders draft J.J. McCarthy at 13. Scott, I'm oh, really quick, Scott. I'm old enough to remember when the J- J- Jim Harbaugh rumors were floating around and people were saying, we no. don't want Jim Harbaugh because he's going to draft J.J. McCarthy. How ironic would it be that Jim Harbaugh goes to the Chargers and the Raiders still draft J.J. <laughs> McCarthy at 13 with Luke Getzey as their possible. coordinator. I think it's, it's possible. possible. It's very, it's very possible. possible. And that's what's going to be interesting, though, too, because because we look at, as we talked about in the last segment, Mo, Getzey's system, and, and you're talking about those screen passes, especially with a younger quarterback, um, and how it operates with the RPOs. And and I want you have to look at it from the totality too of the division. So look at the division. How's that offense going? You look at the Chiefs defense. I know they, they might lose a couple of key pieces once the Super Bowl is over. Um, but you look at Denver's defense, they're a little bit in flux as well. You look at the Chargers defense, um, and and you start to think, does that offense play well in the AFC West? Now, the Chiefs' offense fell back this year, and they're still in the Super Bowl because the defense has been so good, too. They've had balance, basically. Um, the Chargers' defense has been brutal, obviously, especially late in games. They have not been able to close the door. How does that offense fit in the AFC West? Because at the very first thing you got to do is you got to be able to tr- hopefully try to win the division so that you get a better seed in the playoffs. It's going to be tough sledding because – you got Steve Spagnolo in Kansas City. Uh, you, you know, you got uh, Vance Joseph in, out there in Denver. I, I didn't catch who the Chargers has, have as their defensive coordinator, but I would assume Harbaugh is going to assemble a, a pretty good it's staff a, it's, over there. Uh, what's his name from Michigan that was with him at uh, Michigan? Mil- Milton. Mark, I thought, okay. So there you go. He's going he's gonna to put together a quality staff. So with, so with that said, I think with the Raiders having a potentially a rookie quarterback or eight and O'Connell, you're going to have to, I think fans are going to have to adjust themselves to an offense that may not be explosive right away. Even though they have Devontae Adams, Jacoby Myers and Trey Tucker, I think with a rookie quarterback or eight and O'Connell, you're going to be a run focused team and you're going to attack yeah. those teams on the ground. And we saw this with the Kansas city chiefs during the year, even this past season with their defense that has been, pretty good this year one of the best units in previous uh seasons the way to attack the Kansas City's Chiefs defense was right up the middle running the football now we'll see if they lose Chris Jones if they lose Chris Jones if Ragey more of a reason why you should run the football against them we saw this against yeah. Denver 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 Broncos had one of the worst run defenses this past season now I'm sure they'll add players to kind of help that area and bolster their interior run defense but you run the ball at those teams. The Chargers have been known for being a soft team defensively. Mm-hmm. I'm sure Harbaugh will work on that at bring some toughness to Los Angeles. But all three of those teams in recent years have been susceptible to the run. And I think with the Raiders' offense, again, with a, with an inexperienced quarterback or even Aiden O'Connell, who has not even a full year of starting experience on his resume, you're going to see a run-oriented team because I think that's what Luke Getzey said. When he got to Chicago, I saw his – introductory or his first press conference when he was the Bears offense coordinator mm-hmm. he said we have a physical football team and he wanted to lean into that he goes into Las Vegas and we all know what how Antonio Pierce ran that team after Josh McDaniels was fired 
physical football team. So I think you're going to see similarities there between how the Raiders, between how the Bears built their offense with Lugetzi and how the Raiders will build their offense with Lugetzi in the upcoming year. Yeah, and, and I agree. I mean, we, we've heard it, and I know I've heard from fans, oh, I'm excited. It's going to be run-first offense. And you have to, but you also have to pass the ball. It's the modern NFL, right? So so you have to be able to do it at key times. And if you're, But if you're able to establish your offense, and like you said, especially against some of those teams, get that run going, get it moving so that you can take some of the pressure off that quarterback, especially if it's a young quarterback, then I think you're in a good spot. But I think the AFC, look, the AFC overall – you, you can look at the AFC West. You can look at the Raiders getting better. But, man, the AFC, again, you're going to have a Cincinnati team next year with Burrow back, with additions there. You you have some AFC teams that are going to get better. You still got Buffalo. They got a lot of issues to deal with, too. It's just a tough – you talk about tough sledding. The whole entire AFC is tough sledding. So the Raiders are going to have to figure out, in my view, I think they they have to maintain what they've built on defense, and they have got to get – much, much better. You can't move up a spot or two or three on defense. I mean, excuse me, on offense. You got to make a jump. You got to make some kind of jump. And if that's through running the ball, primarily, great. But you got to be able to do that. You got to be able to score points. You got to be able to score points in the red zone, which they have not been able to do over the last couple of years. So we'll see. I mean, like you said, will free agency will start here in another month. And then we'll start to see the the pieces fall into place. And we'll get a better sense, as you said, for where the Raiders are going to be going uh, as far as their their roster building goes. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about, basketball now, golf and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Most important thing for Luke Getzey is got to figure out the passing game. Luke Getzey yep. has shown that he could develop pass catchers. Uh, Devontae Adams, uh, he was Devontae Adams' wide receiver coach in Green Bay. Devontae mm-hmm. Adams, I'm sure, uh, praised Luke Getzey for his development early in his formative years. I talked about Cole Komet's development as a tight end. So Luke Getzey has shown that he can develop pass catchers in an offense. Yes, the question is, can he put the can he put the talent together to field an offense that can move the ball through the air? Because that's been his issue. Even going back to Mississippi State, there were complaints. If you look back at reports, there were complaints that Mississippi State has this dominant defense, has a strong run game, but they struggle in the passing game. Nick Fitzgerald had regressed as far as his completion rate under Luke Getzey. Mm-hmm. You get to Chicago. I know he was the pass game coordinator in Green Bay, but as you said, he had Aaron Rodgers. He ain't going to have Aaron Rodgers in Las Vegas. <laughs> so when you look at the Chicago Bears offense, that offense struggle again vertically in the past game. Now, some of that is because Justin Fields has his flaws. But also you can't, as I said earlier, you can't completely absolve Luke Getze. And I think when Luke Getze comes, comes to Las Vegas, got to get the quarterback right and got to get that quarterback to be able, as you said, to move the ball through the air because you have to have balance. And Tony Pierce talked about it. Have to be able to run the ball, have to be able to use the vertical passing game. Yeah, it's interesting. And, and I'll close on this one, because I think for me, the question marks and some of the doubt that I have just internally. And again, I'm not emotionally attached like a fan. So I look at it differently than some of you out there who are watching or listening might is just uh, you have a very personality driven, tough, defensive minded first time head coach in Antonio Pierce. 
And he surrounded himself now with people that he knows from the past, i.e. Marvin Lewis, some of these guys, which is a good thing. You talked about this before, the mentorship, somebody there you can really trust and balance. We all have those in our lives. Very, very important. So I think for, for me, the offense and some of the other positions, I was looking for progressive um, minds, new minds with experience, though, not not somebody who had a couple of years experience. I was looking for somebody who might be able to come in, has somewhat a tracker. It doesn't doesn't have to be a perfect track record, but just somebody who's known for kind of pushing the envelope, pushing things forward at the forefront of where offense is going. So to me, that's why I called it uninspired. That, again, doesn't mean that people don't change. It doesn't mean that the situation might allow him more freedom than he had in Chicago. So he might be able to adjust. We'll have to see. We won't see until we get to August and September. So it's going to be fun. We're going to have a fun off season. And of course, we're going to get um, later in the week, we're going to get a mailbag show. We'll just do a quick mailbag show for you as our schedule kind of starts to wind down a little bit. Mo and I got a lot of Super Bowl coverage to do this week for our respective employers. So we're going to be all over that. But we will get back to some of your messages because you have a lot of it. By the way, make sure you call in 702 702- 900-702-900-7869. That's 702-900-7869. The number's below in the description of this video as well as the podcast if you want to take a look at that. You can also mail us, email us at mail at silverandblacktoday.com. That's mail at silverandblacktoday.com. Mo, you got any uh, Bleacher Report stuff you want to, or Sports Not stuff you want to call out to people here early in this week? First of all, I want to thank everyone who joined me on Bleacher Report on the live show that aired 1.30 Eastern Time, 10.30 Pacific Time. I know for the Pacific Coast, West Coast people, that's very early. So thank you for getting up with me <laughs> early Monday morning. Uh, I also, I'm going to have a Sports Not Pete's coming up, talking about the positives and negatives of Luke Getzeeks. I know there mm-hmm. are some people out there who just want the positives, and there are some people out there who just are negative through and through. Oh, we have Luke Getzee, our offense is going to stink. And I just want to give an objective, straightforward point of view of what to expect, not necessarily telling people what to think, but just giving you, as we went through today, some of the principles of a Luke Getzey offense and what it could look like and who he could bring in and how the offense could operate with that quarterback, with a new tight end, with another uh, running back in the backfield. So I'll go over that in the Sports Not Pete's uh, on Thursday. That will drop. As I said, I'll promote, I'll push the link out there. So for the people who, again, want the positives, with mm-hmm. Luke Getze, you can read it there. For some people who want a more critical view, you can also read it there. It'll all be in the same column. I will call it straight down the middle, as I always do. Balanced. Don't be so negative. Be balanced. <laughs> strive for balance. Absolutely. Always strive for balance. Like offense and defense, strive for balance. Uh, no, Mo, I appreciate it. Make sure you check out all that stuff uh, and follow Mo on x.com at MoModen, M-O-E-M-O-T-N. T-O-N, excuse me. I am at LV Gully. It's Monday, sorry. And uh, we will talk to you guys midweek with a mailbag show, quick, nice, fun mailbag show, and any news that breaks here uh, with the Raiders over the coming time. My friend, have a great rest of your week. Same to you. All right. For everybody out there, thank you for joining us. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your audio. And if you're watching us on YouTube or wherever you're watching us, make sure you subscribe, hit that thumbs up, and don't forget to put on notifications so you know every time we have a new video. We appreciate you guys. As always, thank you so much for the great conversation over the past week with all that's been going on in Raider Nation. We don't always agree, but I always respect varying points of view as long as you're not a snapperhead. That's it. That's all we ask. Don't be a snapperhead. Okay. Everybody have a great rest of your week and we'll talk to you soon.